1: Hey now, Semper welcome into this Thursday edition of Sports Talk here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app, along with NFL analyst Mike D'Atelier. I'm Christian Garrick, Charlie Long at Master Control. Taking your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. As you heard in the Sports Flash with Charlie, Drew Brees has a new job. His first coaching gig, an assistant coach with his alma, alma mater, the Purdue Boilermakers, who face LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Drew will stop by right after the 5 o'clock news, right, 5.05, 5.06-ish. But something that we always speculated about, Mike, would Drew Brees get into coaching, at least for the interim, he is.
2: Yeah, um, I agree with Alvin Kamara, what he said today. Drew is bored. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, um, I had a former NFL coach live next to me, passed away uh, two summers ago, but he coached for over 50 years. And he told me it's – it's a narcotic, so to speak, once you get it. He told me it was much more difficult for him to stop coaching than it was for him to stop smoking cigarettes, which he had smoked for 50 years. Huh. And, uh, yeah, he could put them down <laughs> uh, two and a half packs a day. And so, uh, you know, his deal was, hey, listen, once you get it, you get it. Uh, we'll see how long this takes. They did go to the NCA and get a waiver because next week is NCA signing day, the first one. And so... Any interaction he would have with an NCAA recruit, and he's not a full-time assistant coach. He's an interim. And so they had to get a waiver from the NCAA to do that. And I think it's a two-week waiver, 14 days uh, into that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. But it does matter, as I told Charlie, doesn't matter who you're coaching. They lost their starting quarterback, uh, Aiden O'Connell, who's not going to play. Uh, Jones, who led the NCAA in receptions and yards, will not play. Uh, Their starting tight end will not play starting top safety, will not play. Now, Drew don't coach that position, but it does affect the pitching catch part of the game. Man, it does matter who you're coaching. And so, uh, for Drew, I think this is certainly a give back to the school. Sure. And uh, with Coach Walters coming in, I know him a little bit. He was uh, – he sort of has bounced around, but, uh, man, he had a great defense at Illinois this year. Now he takes over a team that really had been built around offensive football, and they brought in a defensive coach. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, uh, for uh, for Purdue. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, does he follow the path of Trent Dilfer? Uh, Trent coached in high school for a couple of years. My brother knew him uh, because he's in the Nashville area. That's the
1: trend right now amongst these former NFL players. You're yeah. seeing it more and more where they're uh, foregoing broadcasting and then deciding to ultimately, or having a go at it in broadcasting and then deciding to go and coach. Look,
2: that's some long hours, though, coaching. Well,
1: that ain't no nine to five
2: job. That's all I'm telling you. And, but Drew. Loves the grind, just like Trent, because uh, Trent, I- I've done a couple shows with him, and he had told me, Mike, I love the grind. Uh, I really do. Uh, he said, I-, I like broad. I liked broadcasting, but I loved being in that locker room. I, I loved the interaction uh, to be around players and teams and-, and shape it. And now he's got a new head coaching job, too.
1: He does at UAB. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk to Drew Brees at uh, five, about five at five after five. Excuse me, when we get to uh, with the news. Our Hard Jewelers talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Mike, I want to get your thoughts on B.J. Ogilari in a little bit, but first, the NFL is considering ejections for roughing the passer penalties starting next year. Maybe even reviewing those rougher the pass, roughing the passer penalties. Should a roughing the passer penalty be? Uh, a player be ejected for a roughing the passer? Just this is becoming like
2: college football, and it's all subjective. It's too much. It's it's all subjective. Um, and You saw what happened with Justin Herbert. Uh, what did you want that defensive lineman to do?
1: He deliberately didn't fall, on him. he put his hands out to stiffen himself. <laughs> he tried to, keep he tried to break of him. his
2: own fall. And again, what do you want him to do at this? Man, I would hate to play defense. If I was a star player, I would hate to play defense uh, today. Uh the, with all the rules and you can't touch BB, the quarterback.
1: Linebacker, pass rusher, doesn't are, matter.
2: Are we getting to the point where you can't even touch the quarterback?
1: It might be two hand touch on QB soon.
2: Uh, yeah. Listen, um, I, I I'll give him full credit. Uh Tombstone Jackson, Rich Jackson, uh man who was a great player in the AFL with the Broncos. Um I think this is the summer of oh four. Uh we doing a throwback show, me, buddy, and Rich was the guest. Uh, that night, and he says, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'll live long enough to see it, but he said, Mike, you got a shot. He said, Dilliberto, you got none. Uh, But one day, it's going to be flag football for quarterbacks. They're not going to let you touch them playing quarterback. You know what? It's coming closer and closer to that almost every year. You see it, and my thing is, what do you want these defensive linemen to do? Uh, you linebackers are linebackers or a safety blitzing. What do you want them to do? They're being taught the right deal, and it's all subjective, depending on the refereeing crew.
1: Is the NFL getting too soft when it comes to protecting quarterbacks? Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Are you concerned about the integrity of the game with these rules changing so in, uh, so willingly for quarterbacks? Are we protecting quarterbacks too much? Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Drew Brees in about 45 minutes. In the meantime, your calls are next here on
0: WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Dutellia along with Uh, Christian Garrick. uh, Bobby J is off on Thursday. And on the line now is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen. To the Bet MGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Harvat's analysis, just search Bet MGM wherever you find your podcast. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, partner. How you doing?
3: Hey, doing great. How you guys doing? Uh, listen,
2: uh, we, we brought you on first before Breeze. You know, we we wanted uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know a good opening act, so uh, don't screw the pooch yeah. here.
3: I know big shoes. I mean, I mean, man. Actually, I feel bad for Drew Brees. He's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, man, bowl season coming up uh, around the corner with everything. What is your take, man? We see it today, man. You talk about an exodus from Purdue. You lose Aiden O'Connell, your starting quarterback, who I think is going to probably be a middle round pick in the draft. Uh, Most likely, like a fourth round selection, you lose your top receiver who led the nation in receptions and yardage. Your tight end, your safety, Uh, yeah, you can bring Drew Brees on, but it does matter who you're coaching. That line, Ryan, jump from what, like six and a half
3: to fourteen. Yeah, and and that's one where, and that's the problem with bowl season, right? Is we don't know the motivation for a lot of these teams, and we don't know who's going to be suiting up. It used to be hey, man, if you're a top 15 pick coming out of the draft, then, you know, you're probably going to sit out if you're not playing for a national title. Now it's, if you're a top, man, three-round pick, then you're probably sitting out in some of these drafts. So it's gotten harder than ever to handicap. Like Purdue, that's a team that I want nothing to do with, for example. I mean, even at that number, I don't think I could bet them, you know, because there's so much change going on in that program. We don't know what the offense is going to look like. It just—you never really know with these bowl games, man. That's why I love the college football playoff. And we're even seeing guys, you know, sit out in some of those games. And I mean, it, mostly because of injury, a guy like Blake Corum—he's not going to be fully healthy. Yeah. Jackson Smith, the Jigbo, wasn't healthy all season long for Ohio State, but. It's kind of taken away a little bit from the bowl games. I do still think you could find some value. Like I really like UConn plus ten. You know, Jim Mora, what a great job he's done year one. I can't believe they're actually in a bowl game. I'll probably end up taking them, and then I'll grab Kansas. We know what the motivation is going to be for them, even if some guys do end up sitting. You know, I like some of those type of like those type kind of programs. You know teams that didn't really expect to be here during bowl season. I like to target those teams. I'll probably fade USC because I don't expect Caleb Williams to play in that game, especially because he's coming back next year. He's going to be the number one overall pick. He just won the Heisman. So I just feel like you fade the teams where guys are sitting. Oh, and one more team I really like, guys. I I I got to throw this out there. With Wayne going back to Ole Miss, After all that drama, I think they're going to be highly motivated. Anything, you know, around four, four and a half, I think they win that game by a touchdown. So I love Ole Miss.
1: Ryan, week 15, Thursday night football. Uh, Week two, the Niners and Seahawks got after each other. The over and under was at 40 in that game. I think they scored 34 total. It's 43 tonight, 43 and a half. You think today's going to be another low-scoring game? Would you take the under?
3: See, tonight I would probably take the under just because with these Thursday night games, you guys, it's been the way to go. I mean, short rest, obviously, not a whole lot of time to prep. The only problem is for me, See, I bet Seattle, and that's really all I like in the game. I got a couple player props for you guys as well that I like, but I like Seattle. I just don't know what to do with that total because Seattle's defense has been really bad here these last couple weeks. And we saw what San Francisco was able to do on the offensive side of the ball, put up points, even with Brock Purdy behind center against a pretty good Tampa Bay defense. The problem is Purdy's all dinged up. We didn't even know if he was going to be able to go until about three, four hours ago. And Debo Samuel's out for San Francisco as well. Brandon Ayuk's had a really nice season, but he lines up on the outside on 70% of his routes that he runs. And that's the one area that Seattle's done a pretty good job taking away, you know, the outside receiver. So I like Seattle to keep this game close because, guys, there's a real home field advantage, obviously. Pete Carroll against the Niners at home in the last 12 meetings. 8-3-1 against the spread. Geno Smith's been dinged up these last couple weeks. I think he'll be a little bit healthier, hopefully. DK's also been injured. If they could get Kenneth Walker back and establish any type of run game, that would be huge, but you know it's tough to run against San Francisco, but tough place to play. I like Seattle to keep this game close at least, and then for props, Seattle just can't defend the tight end position. They're giving up 14.3 yards per route run. I think George is going to have to be involved in the offense tonight. I like him to go over three and a half receptions. I like over on his receiving yards. Then they also struggle to defend the running back position. I feel like the number's a little inflated with McCaffrey at five and a half receptions. So I'm going to go with the yards, 42 and a half. They're giving up over seven yards per reception to running backs. It's crazy. I'm giving you guys all these San Francisco props, but I'm still playing Seattle. Yeah, that don't I just, make no really sense, Ryan. Prop.
2: Come on, you got to explain that to me, brother.
3: All right, well, here's how how it's going to go, guys. So, I think Brock Purdy at 40%, this is going to be a huge test. That's a tough place to play, and I know Seattle's defense hasn't been great, but they could take the football away. I think that crowd's going to get to him a little bit. Kyle Shanahan even said it in his presser. And then I think we're going to get a better effort from Geno in that offense. I think they'll be able to put up some points in this game. So, maybe I do lean the under here, but – I just think this is a really good spot for Seattle. Also, the motivation is clearly there. If they win this game, they're only a game behind San Francisco to win that division, as crazy as that sounds. If they lose, their season's pretty much over. They're three games behind, and they don't own the tiebreaker San Francisco does. So this is pretty much a playoff game for Seattle. It's a big game for San Francisco, but for them, I think they just want to get out healthy. They need to get Debo back. They need to keep Brock Purdy clean in this game because if he gets knocked out, Who's behind him? Uh, Josh Johnson, the the That's German? It. Yeah, yeah. So I like I like Seattle to at least keep it close. If we're getting the hook at three and a half,
2: we have a, a texter want to know about uh, Pelicans Jazz tonight because this is basically a pick'em game. Uh, jazz just blew the doors open on them uh, Tuesday night, uh, but now it looks like a one-point favorite for Utah. Uh, your thoughts on Jazz Pelicans tonight?
3: So I don't bet against the Pelicans. I think that'd be a huge mistake, even without Brandon Ingram in the lineup, you guys. And I know that they've lost, a, they've dropped a couple games, obviously, this season. But I just bet them every single night. Uh, not that I think that that's great advice. The other thing that I've been doing is taking Zion's points, which burned me the other night because they took him out in that blowout, and he had 26 points. They've moved the lineup a little bit to 27 and a half. I, just, I, I always go with Zion to score the basketball. We talked about this two weeks ago on the show. I said, if he could stay healthy, I think it's worth a shot. It's fifty to one to win MVP. Yeah. I, know how I remember you telling me. I remember that. And and now, now guys, we are down to fifteen to one. So if you want to play Zion to win MVP, do it right now. I just I think they got a shot to be the number one seed in the West because you look at these other teams. Golden State, what's the motivation in the regular season? It's just get back to the playoffs. Yeah. You know you're going to be favored anyway. Same thing with Phoenix. They keep winning sixty games the last couple seasons, then they run out of gas in the playoffs. I think for the Pelicans, they're going to treat every regular season game the way that you should in the NBA, but unfortunately teams don't. And I think we're going to get a good effort from Zion as long as he can stay healthy. He looks great right now. He's in great shape. So I continue to play his points prop, his rebounds prop, and I bet the Pelicans because I just I think they're like last year's Grizzlies team. Last year's Grizzlies team was the best team against the spread. They won, what, 58 games. The Pelicans are young enough where they could compete every single night I really like them, especially against this Jazz team. I think the Jazz are going to fade here as we continue to move along. Nice start to the season, but this is a rebuild year for them. I won't be shocked if they end up moving guys at the deadline, like a Mike Conley.
2: Uh, Ryan uh, Saints Falcons, uh, you can kind of throw all the records out the books, uh, you know, uh, because this this game has always got crazy events happen. Something happens out of the ordinary, so that there's no real kind of rhyme or reason. Uh, this line has been three and a half or four. Uh, you got a rookie quarterback getting his first start in Desmond Ritter. Uh, your thoughts on Saints, Falcons?
3: I said last night if the Saints don't win this game, then we got some really big problems. And it's kind of like my Green Bay team where, you know, the season, let's be honest, guys, it's pretty much over for us. But I still, and everybody talks about draft picks and draft status. I still want to win these games and compete, especially when it's, a divisional rivalry game i have to take the saints here even though atlanta you know they're still alive here carolina's still alive i ultimately think tampa bay as bad as they look they end up winning the division How i think tampa bay might end up upsetting cincinnati this weekend what? but i do like the saints in this spot i do ryan I do you gotta
2: lie. get a better tv ryan you, you gotta buy you a better tv i'm, I'm just telling you man you hey. saw they they got pistol whipped uh, by 49ers last week. And now Joe Burrow and all come into town. Man, that, that, that's a hard one for me. I, I ain't putting a nickel down on the Bucks. Nothing.
3: That's that, that's very fair. They haven't covered the number, I believe, in their last eight games. But I'll tell you this. If I'm wrong, then I'll send you guys all your favorite bottle of either liquor or wine, whatever you're drinking for oh, the holidays. If I'm wrong, <laughs> I, think, I think Tampa Bay, at least give me the points, though. Give me the three and a yeah, half a I'll, Yeah, I'll give
2: I you think- the three and a half. I'll, I'll give you the okay. three
3: and a half. Okay, okay, guys. I think that they actually. I think we get their best effort this, this, from the this season coming up this week. But I, I, say the same thing about the Saints. I don't, I don't pick many favorites on the show, but I do think that they win that game by a touchdown, unless Desmond Ritter really surprises me. I like him at Cincinnati, but not enough. His first start on the road. I that's know defense, that's guys, tough. That's tough. I, and and guys, it's like the same situation tonight for Brock Purdy, right? Like. There's just certain places that are really tough to play. There are certain places where you look at home field advantage, which is kind of my point tonight going back to this Seattle game. The reason I like Seattle, so there's three-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. That means the market is telling me <laughs> that their eight and a eight-and-a-half, nine-point favorite San Francisco is at home against this Seattle team. If that was the case, I would take Seattle plus nine against San Francisco. So I have to take them plus three-and-a-half at home and take the home points with the dog same situation for the Saints I don't think this is a pick if they go on the road as good as Atlanta started the season they've really come back down to earth and I mean it's kind of a mess right now where you have Marcus Mariota shut down for the season he just he got benched and he doesn't want to play anymore and I don't blame him (laughs) so he walked away I, I don't I don't see things ending well for the for Atlanta moving forward here I think we get the Saints best effort I at least think they go out there and compete they win this football game I know I've I know I've steered you guys wrong. We went over on the win total. We took them to we, win the division. It, it's,
2: a, it's okay. My, my seven and a half, man, uh, that, that's a vawoosh. That, that's a going gone pecorn. Uh What do you think about this? This line surprised me a little bit. Cowboys, Jaguars, and it's a four-point line. Uh, Ryan, that, that to me sounded sort of low. Um, you know, man, I, I do know one thing. The Jaguars can play. Uh, but, man, the Cowboys' defense, man, they can really get after you from a pass rush standpoint. I don't know if Trevor can hold up under that barrage.
3: See, this is going to be a big week for me on the show. Not only do I have to lead off for Drew Brees, who has huge shoes to fill, programming note, he's coming up after me here, but also I'm going to give you another pick where you're going to call me crazy here. This is my favorite bet of the week. This is I is know the biggest what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking the points with the Jacks. Trevor Lawrence, his best performance, I'd say, as a pro ASC player of the week. Doug Peterson, finally, you know, getting through to him, it looks like. Um, I do worry a little bit about one thing here. So the Cowboys, whenever they enter the red zone, you guys, I believe they score on 71% of their drives where they reach the end zone. They, they, they get in the end zone. They don't settle for field goals. Jacksonville, anytime anybody enters the red zone against them, they fall apart. But I think we're going to get their best effort. I think four points is too many points. I, I wouldn't be shocked, you guys, if they pulled off the upset. I mean, it seems like Dallas right now, as crazy as this sounds, they're looking ahead to this big matchup against the Eagles, which could ultimately Man, you can, his- you,
2: you, you, know? you can hear I mean, them. Micah yeah. Parsons already uh, mouthing off about Jalen Hurts.
3: Man, worry about the Jaguars first.
2: Why, yeah, why are you exactly. talking about Hurts?
3: Exactly. Worry about the Jags, and it was like last week. I even saw last week the Texans ran. I've never seen this in an NFL game, you guys. They ran a two quarterback system, but with (laughs) Jeff Driscoll was running the option, which was their final play of the game, which was a disaster. It ended how you'd think Jeff Driscoll running the option would. And then Davis Mills as your drop back quarterback, and Dallas almost lost that game. And Micah Parsons, man, Tunsil took him out. I was. He sure did. I don't, know, I don't know that he's a lock for defensive player of the year. Nick Bosa right now, if you could get plus 200, you guys, he has 14 and a half sacks. Get yourself, get you some Nick Bosa. Micah Parsons this year, only 12. And I know Dan Quinn's been using him in different ways, but he's kind of been on a milk carton here these last couple weeks. I think the Jags are going to give their best effort because as crazy as it sounds, they can end up winning that division if Tennessee doesn't get their stuff together. And I don't know if they're going to get their stuff together against the Chargers, who actually looked good in primetime last week. But... Oh, I can see Jacksonville making a little run here if Trevor Lawrence plays like he did last week, which I know is a big end. He really played well.
2: He really played I
3: believe in Trevor. And and I like this Jags team. I like Doug Peterson. I think they're going to figure some things out, guys. I like this bet.
2: Ryan, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. All right. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Harvatt. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870.
1: Former Saints quarterback, now assistant interim assistant uh, assistant coach at Purdue, Drew Brees will join us in about 20 minutes right after the news at 5 o'clock. Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick back here on Sports Talk. Be there when the Saints battle the Falcons Sunday in the Caesars Superdome. Win a pair of great seats second row behind the Saints bench. Go to WWL.com slash contest now, and you can score your tickets from Odyssey Miller Lite. It's Miller time in WWL. You have to register today by 5.59, so an hour and 13 minutes to do so. Right to our Oakenhard Jewelers talking text lines. Uh, Bottleman, what's going on, Bottleman? You're on WWL. Happy
4: holidays to you, brothers, man. Happy holidays hey, to you, man.
1: Hey, I hope you're doing okay. Hey, Mr. Mike. Yes, sir.
4: Hey, yes, sir. I'm too blessed. Stress, man. I want you to remember this, Mr. <laughs> Mike. Hey, I want you to remember this. When we stand the course, man. We still stand a chance to win our division. I'm not caring about what the next door neighbor do, what the a person across the street do or the person over the highway do. It's about us stand the course. And another thing, when it comes to the quarterback situation and that's a finance thing because you got all those glamorous quarterbacks like Mahon and all of them. They want them to put up points and they don't want them to get hurt. They want them to sell. And I agree. Those I,
2: I agree with fans. that. I agree with that. They they, they box You're office. Not. They box office. I get yes, it. Sir. Yes, sir.
4: But that's the point and my point out as well. I'll be 68 my next birthday, so you know I've been here. I've been in the mud, been around a little while.
2: Years. Yeah, you got a few years on.
1: Bottom, man, I appreciate your optimism. I really do because each week you call here and almost say the same exact thing: uh, stay of the course. Saints going to win a division, but at some point, at four and nine, I think you got to come to reality that with each, with each passing moment that that's not going to happen. Even if they end up beating the Falcons this week, Carolina. If you ask me right now in the <clears> NFC South, Mike. Carolina's playing the best football.
2: Carolina's playing the best football, and I think San Francisco goes down this week to Cincinnati. Um, This is, I think, the best chance for the Saints to win of the four going up against a rookie quarterback. Uh, You got them at home. Uh, Again, this series has had some crazy... Twists and turns to
1: it
2: week one <laughs> uh, week one the Falcons had him they, they had o- him the fumbles uh and then all of a sudden it's, it sort of gets away from you
1: by the way I, I gotta tell you Mariota hasn't taken enough heat for what he did oh I'm not the starting quarterback I'm gonna walk away I'm, just, I'm gonna leave the team I mean that's the antithesis of being a team guy oh I'm not I'm not the starter I'm, I'm leaving come I,
2: on I, I told this to Bobby before it all happened I said watch he ain't staying I'm just telling you I've been around him. I've done coverage with him well, when he's out of a when he's in Tennessee and and, that's and, why. and 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 my thing with him is um he, he doesn't say much. He's very much to himself, but man, he bruises easily. his ego. And and I knew he wouldn't take this real well uh, uh getting pulled the way he did cuz I think he believes in his own mind that he could get this team into the playoffs. Well, you had a bunch of chances, didn't happen, and and I'm a big Desmond Ritter fan. To be honest with you, I, now I I don't know how well he does in week his first start, but I think they found a guy that can start the engine, he can start up the car. <laughs> we'll and find uh, we'll find out a little bit more about it, and they're gonna have money in the off season to spend. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Bottom man, listen, I got two or three stocks. I need for you to come talk to me <laughs> every day about uh, the rest of them. I'm good with, but I got two or three. I need, I need your motivation every day.
1: Bottom man, thanks for the phone call coming back from Mike and Picky you next here on Sports Talk on WWL. Drew Brees coming up in about eight minutes. In the meantime, to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Jewelers talking text lines, Mike and Picky, and what's going on, Mike? You're on WWL.
4: Hey uh, guys, I just want y'all to either elaborate on or squash this rumor I keep hearing that Sean Payton's coming back to the Saints.
1: Well, it's an opinion uh, based from Jeff Duncan from the Timespeakunowa and look, Jeff Duncan is uh, a great journalist. Um, I just, I just wondered the validity to it, but Jeff doesn't run with something unless he was told that that's a possibility. I think it, it might be a small possibility, but I can't buy too much into it, Mike.
2: I think it would be a long shot, Um, but I think what Jeff didn't say it was probable, he said it's possible. So what he just drew up is a scenario, and we had him on Monday night and he broke it down, that what happens if Sean McVay decides to stay with the Rams or Brandon Staley stays with the Chargers? um, We do know L.A. is the favorite spot for Sean. Uh, That's where he's living today. He does have a home in Idaho. But uh, his daughter lives in Santa Barbara. He's based there because of the fact he works for Fox. And so uh, I get what Jeff is saying, that, that it's not a probability, but it's still possible. Now, again, I think it's a long shot for it to happen. And so if you read the article, he doesn't really come out and say that Sean's coming back. But he's drawing up a scenario of a possibility of that happen to me it would be surprising I asked Jeff about Arizona because Sean had told me at one time about you know he knew the Bidwell family very well he was a ball boy at Southern Illinois uh when the Cardinals St. Louis trained there and Jeff said some people say oh yeah he's good with the Cardinals and some people say H-E-double-L
1: no way no way no I can't see that fit with Kyler Murray Former Saints quarterback and assistant assistant coach with Purdue, Drew Brees, is next here on Sports Talk on
0: WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?